Welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Overstreet. You might know me better as Wix's head of SEO branding, but I will remind you that this podcast has absolutely nothing to do with that. This is pure, unofficial Morty magic and Morty mania. Or can you find the SEO Rant at theseorant.com, on Stitcher, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, or wherever the hell you're listening right now, because clearly you already found the podcast. When does the SEO Rant come out? On Thursdays, typically on Thursdays weekly. Um, but if I don't have time for an episode, I don't do one. It's not my full-time job. I don't get paid for it. I love doing it, but hey, it doesn't put food on the table. So my real job comes first. If I don't have time, I don't put in an episode, but usually on Thursdays, I can go on and on and on. But as you can hear, I can hardly talk. Um, with us today, he does not sell Mystical Funnel Secrets for $999. He charges 1000 He's a giant Bruins fan, but he lives in Montreal. He is the VP of consumer or some consumer customer acquisition at path ikea with jonathan berthold how's it going man awesome thanks uh, thanks for having me on the show and i love the uh the introduction there <laughs> dude you have, your website is awesome the uh the path iq website or my personal oh yeah website? yeah it's also awesome but your personal website <laughs> yeah that was me just having a bit of fun with wordpress element or uh i've always tried to push myself to just be a little bit out of the box with my own personal branding, uh, kind of make a little bit of an impact in, in the world. But uh, no, that is pure unadulterated Jonathan Berthold at work there. I like that. It's so refreshing to read something. Re- case you, it's Jonathan's personal site or offering his services and, and whatnot. And it's so refreshingly not fluff or the normal copy that you would normally see. I am. It's so unique. Oh, yeah, I, I I have a distaste for a lot of the stuff that I see in the agency world. Like, I, I won't hold back on that. Um, you know, I, I think the way of the future is both consultants and agencies just letting their personality shine through a little bit more. Um, and you're starting to see that shift now in the enterprise world where if you're just putting out templated stuff or copy, it doesn't work anymore. Uh, it's really the ones who are a bit more unique and just have that, you know, panache at the end. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just me having fun on a website there. No, it's awesome. It's, it's an exemplar of what you should be doing, in my personal opinion. Um, but today we're talking about why CRO is a skill SEOs need in order to align with the evolution of search. So what the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, so for me as a digital marketer, um, you know, I consider myself a digital marketer first before an SEO, uh, despite handling SEO for the last 10 years uh, at two different agencies. And throughout that time, one of the main tenets has been how do we, you know, what can we do to increase conversions, uh, whether we're doing SEO, paid media, social media, even some of the more top of mind marketing activities like blogger outreach for digital PR. And as I've evolved my skill set. One of the things I realized is that a missing component out of any SEO audit is a tactical deconstruction of how websites and landing pages operate. You know, you, you get the typical audits that talk about broken links and redirect errors and schemas missing and, you know, all that jazz, which of course does play a vital role in increasing the search presence of websites. But the missing component to all is how do we get the user from initiating a search and landing upon your website to actually taking an action and being able to measure the ROI efficiently to really understand that the levers that you're pulling, which one's gonna be able to create the most momentum for your client. 
And I think, you know, out of all the audits that I've seen, out of all the people I see talking about LSI keywords and digital PR and link building, you know, all important stuff, some topics are beaten to death, but CRO, conversion rate optimization, is always left uh, to the wayside. And, and very little is talked about how SEOs can play a vital role, both in the marketing and product departments, to make sure that websites are just suited to convert, that the, the investment going into capturing traffic for blogs and for articles and for evergreen content can actually lead to leads and sales for clients and help kind of provide that link from traffic to ROI. That's so interesting because I have a whole thing how SEO or SEOs can play a huge role in the brand perception of a brand because you're focused so much on content. You should be very much focused on content. And the content you create is your brand and you should be focused on, hey, not as well how this will impact search engines, but when the user shows up, like what are they going to walk away feeling about the brand based upon what they're reading? But I've actually had arguments with people on Twitter about this who say a CRO is not part of SEO, which is a funny way to define. I mean, yeah, technically speaking, if you're going to define the art of SEO from a very strictly formal perspective, CRO is not technically a part of that. But if you think about the purpose of what you're trying to do as an SEO, how do you not consider CRO? Exactly, right? And, and that's one of the things that I think, you know, we're starting to see now. You're starting to see a lot more people adopt different skill sets to, to become more well-rounded marketers. And it, it's the give and take, right? It's do I sacrifice, you know, deep dive into one particular discipline, become the master of that domain, versus branching out in some of the other disciplines and gain little bits of knowledge here and there that can help strengthen that core discipline, which, you know, I, I've had the fortune of leading a small agency back in the day where I had to be that Swiss army knife. I had to be the person to build paid media teams, SEO teams, paid social, uh, blogger outreach teams, handle project management with web developers. So being able to tie those different pieces together and then really focus in on SEO and paid media being able to understand that, yes, we can drive the traffic to the website, but if you cannot identify why people are coming to your website and conversions don't increase or conversions start decreasing, if you can't identify the issues on the website, then you're really only doing half the battle, right? It, it's, you can bring the, you know, you can bring the traffic to the website, but if they're not converting, if they're not being able to take an action and go to that next step, then can you really say that the strategy that you've developed was effective? And, and that's where I think we're starting to see a lot more people now understand that they need to play an active role in auditing the websites that they SEO for to ensure that, hey, you know what, if, if we're going to create this content that speaks to a topic about, you know, uh, digital marketing, or if we're going to talk about insurance or mortgage rates, are we A, really talking about it in a way that the user can understand. Are we writing this content based on the user needs analysis of how we bucket search terms? And B, you know, are, are we making it clear what action the user needs to take? And I do a lot of audits these days, whether it's, you know, landing pages, websites, uh, ad copy, ads themselves, really breaking it down to help both SEOs and, and paid media buyers really to understand what they can do to fine tune the creative to just one little change can increase conversion rate significantly. And for SEOs 
who really operate in silos these days, right? They, they focus on link acquisition. They focus on co developing content briefs, tech SEO, you know, going, you know, headfirst into Python skill set as development. But, you know, we, we hear very little about how they can analyze a website and say, ah, you know what, maybe the, the funnel on this website is a little bit complicated. Maybe the content that's being created doesn't really match the user needs analysis of the keywords that we're trying to rank for. Uh, maybe certain calls to action are confusing, right? So I think as we start seeing SEO become far more competitive, right? Uh, you know, the, the landscape of SERPs has changed significantly the last decade where it used to be pretty easy uh, to get into the top 10. Now it's, it's you know, full of knowledge panels, featured snippets, local packs, increased ad size. Um, SEOs are gonna have to do a bit of a better job, not only capturing the right traffic for some of the long tail keyword variations, but also converting that traffic on the website and being able to identify those main signals that would indicate why a certain strategy isn't working. It's funny because if you're doing all that, on the, particularly I understand the SEOs are very siloed, you have tech SEOs, but it's unexcusable, if I could use like, you know, hyperbolic language for the content SEOs, because aren't you doing this anyway? Like you're, you're, you're basically like a waiter bringing, you know, the Eddie Murphy joke in uh, the end of coming to America where, you know, he's sitting and they're all sitting in the barbershop and he's telling this joke where, hey, you know, the waiter comes over, brings in the soup and he goes, uh, waiter, you know, it's a problem with my soup. What's the problem? Is it too cold? No. Is it, uh, is, is it too spicy? No. And they go through all these iterations. So the waiter goes, all right, let me taste it. He goes, okay. And the waiter goes, where's the spoon? And Andy Murphy goes, aha. Uh -huh. You're bringing them the soup and no spoon. And, but you know that already. Like, you know, you're working on the content. And you're because of the environment, because of the ecosystem, because Google's so focused on highly detailed, highly nuanced content, where you have to go after long, long tail variations, you're trying to pinpoint intent, you're trying to pinpoint what the user wants, what the user needs, trying to predict what their needs are going to be in creating the content. And you do all of that. And it's the next logical step, and it's not a far step, is once they get here, what is that same demographic going to need? Like, imagine you like write really highly authoritative, really great health content, and then you have four million CTAs on the page. Because <clears throat> I choke on my own words, <laughs> and that clearly doesn't speak to the authority of the page. You're obviously being too pushy, and the user's gonna you know be taken aback by that. You could see that, but as an SEO, like yeah, not my job. Closing my eyes to it, but you know it. You already created content that speaks to the problem here. I don't get it. Exactly. And I think that's a prevalent issue in a lot of major agencies, right, is that these teams operate in silos. And I, I've seen this, right, and I implemented processes to bridge departments together to ensure that, you know, everyone's aligned in that if content's going to be created and we're sending traffic to a website, but let's say, for example, there's a promotion going on, think about like an e-commerce website that's doing product reviews or doing comparisons. If the goal is to kind of push you know, people to one singular action, but then oh, the paid media team has a promotion going on, they're going to blitz traffic to the website, let's throw additional CTAs, confusing pop-ups, things that detract from the original content, then it just becomes a minefield that the SEOs have to wade through. And if the SEOs cannot speak up in that point and state that, hey, we need to have make sure we have a singular focus here, um, then... It, it, it's going to be a waste, right, of investment and all, all the resources going to creating the copy, the editing, 
uh, if there's a you know link building and outreach campaign after the fact to kind of promote that content piece, it's all going to go to waste. So SEOs have to become a little bit more proactive. And I think this is where we're starting to see SEO be defined in two shapes. One is a marketing role, uh, but two, a product role. And I think SEOs that are able to understand the, the marketing impact that SEO can bring in and the product that they manage at the end of the day, uh, you know, the, the, the relationship between those two components, the more they master that, the more effective strategies they'll deliver that provide kind of a, a coherent value to, to, to the end user. So it, it's been an interesting evolution, I think, over the last couple of years for myself personally, as I get go headfirst into you know, the CRO audits and being able to list 50 things wrong with a particular landing page or website. And as I, you know, here at PathIQ, we're building our own websites, we're building our own media network, we're doing a lot of auditing, reviewing um, different partners that we work with. And more often than not, the companies that invest, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars into content there's very little optimization being done on the website. It's just, oh, let's write a piece of content. Let's go to whichever content briefing platform we use, whether it's like get phrase or uh, use topic and pump something out and perfect, it'll stick, right? It'll rank. We don't care about what happens on the website. We just want the organic traffic. Um, and yeah, living out that CRO component, it just sets everyone up for failure. And at the end of the day, if you put even a 10th of those resources into continuous optimization of the website, split testing, right? Being able to test how different headers react for users or test how different CTAs work, right? Pushing an inbound call versus pushing a form submission, um, testing different color elements for particular CTAs. I think that component can help you better understand how your users interact with content, how your users interact with websites that can better serve you long-term as you start investing more into content creation, into SEO. So I feel like this whole comes down to the fact that th for some crazy reason, there is still this lack of, hey, I'm going to base my SEO efforts on understanding the target audience. Like what's their deal? Like really empathizing with them and understanding what their life situation is so that I can create a situation on the website or content on the website or whatever it is that you're working on with SEO based upon what the user, I mean, Google talks about all the time, like right for the user. I mean, I, I know it's such a cliche and they're, they're not really offering many details about like what that means, but that's good advice. Like they're not just, John Mueller's not saying that just for the sake of saying to get out of some complicated question he doesn't want to answer. Although sometimes he might be doing that, <laughs> but <laughs> it's still good advice. Now you got to parse what the hell that is. But for some reason, SEOs don't start there now. I mean, I'm, let me rephrase that. Some SEOs don't. Some SEOs do. But if you're not trying to predict the needs of the user by understanding the user, you're not going to – you're talking about CRO. Like, what are you talking about? But if you are, if you're basing what you're doing on, like, what is the foundational needs of the user, then, of course, you're going to naturally consider what happens when they get to the website. It makes no sense. Like, why? Yeah, I'm so in tune with what they're looking for but I'm not into with like what they're going to do when they get to the site or what they're going to see and feel when they get to the site. That make any sense. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think a common issue too, is that a lot of SEOs feel like, you know, and I've had this in the past where I've worked with clients where we develop laundry lists of updates and recommendations for the website that, you know, one example submitted in 2016. And I think uh, when we disconnected uh, as an agency relationship, 
in 2019 was still on the table with the development team, right? So of course, there's going to be some clients where, or some websites you work on where regardless of the recommendations you provide, nothing will ever get done, unfortunately. Um, but you, you hit the nail on the head. Creating content that matches the user needs or the, the, the user focus uh, behind some of those search terms that you're trying to rank for organically, and then trying to match that to the action you want them to take on the website. And if you start seeing any inconsistencies along the way in that if I'm a user searching for information on say health insurance in the US because I lost my job. Oh, perfect. That's someone who would probably be eligible for COBRA benefits. Uh, it's a life event. They could probably qualify for a cheaper plan through the marketplace. Uh, I'll make sure that our content addresses that kind of situation. So the user feels a little bit more um, related, relatable to the content. It's personal. It, it kind of speaks to their current situation. And then ensure that the website is set up on that particular article or blog post to guide the user to the next action, right? So this person looking for a marketplace plan, cheaper option than staying on Cobra benefits, you know, they're scared about losing their job. Perfect, we'll create a final or at very least a CTA that matches that and says, oh, speak to an agent now to discuss your options or uh, you know, fill out this form to see if you're eligible for a marketplace plan. Whereas a lot of the times what happens is, oh, we'll slap up a piece of content because Google says more content better, right? That's how some of these agencies or some of these companies think how SEO works. And at the end of the day, it's a 500 word blog post from an author called Admin that has no CTA at all on the website. And what are you doing at the end of the day? You're just throwing up content that won't convert. It won't push users along the funnel. It's a waste of resources, both for yourself and for the people reading the content. So you know, CRO really needs to put, you know, you really need to put yourself at the mindset of the consumer yep. and think about if I was searching for this particular keyword, A, what's the type of content that I'd want to see? And B, what action would I take that would lead me into making a purchasing decision? And then you base your CTAs, you base your funnel around that aspect so that you make it as seamless uh, as possible for the user to find a resolution to the problem they originally searched for. And I think that that's the whole component here, right? It's being able to match the content being briefed to the user's user needs analysis, to the actions you want to take them to take on the website. And if that last part isn't being done, then your content will never really see that true ROI that it could deliver long-term. Yeah. So if you're, I mean, it's so fundamentally true in so many ways. It's amazing that this is like even a, a sticking point for some SEOs. But with that, let's say you are an SEO who's listening to this conversation. Like, all right, now I need, you're right. I have sinned. I need to start considering CRO. Say a couple of Harold Marys, depending on your religion, whatever it is. What do you recommend like they start doing in order to handle the CRO on a website? Because I, I don't know CRO. That's a whole separate science. I mean, I, you know, there's, there's people on Twitter. They have like a CRO guru. I'm not a CRO guru. Yeah, so for me personally, it was just, I think part of the reason that I really got headfirst into CRO is that as I was building up websites and managing client SEO campaigns, on the flip side, I was managing paid media teams. So my goal in life is always looking at the data or looking at a landing page or website and thinking about how can I make this easier for the user? At the early stages, if you're just getting into CRO, take a look at a website. Take a look at a landing page that is getting a lot of traffic and think about what could be the sticking points. You know, what are the, 
the things that stand out to, to a user. Um, and I actually have a little bit of a formula here internally that um, our SVP GM prepared, which is kind of like the, the heuristics uh, of CRO. And think about some of the questions. You know, A, where am I? So are you addressing to the user, um, you know, once they hit your website, is it easy for them to know where they are? Is it an authoritative source? Is it a place where they can self-transact? Are you making that clear? B, what can I do here as a user, right? So are you answering that question that once someone hits that landing page or once someone reads that piece of content, is it very clear what they can, what action they can take on their website? And then C, you know, why should that user take that action on that website versus anywhere else? Are you making a convincing argument that if someone should either, uh, you know, enroll in marketplace insurance, uh, compare mortgage rates, speak with a financial advisor, does the content give that user enough incentive to take that action on that particular website? So even if you haven't done any courses, even if you haven't done any research, being able to answer you know, those three questions and being able to see if your content and the website experience does a good job of explaining that, then, then you're going to be set up for success. But if any of those questions, right, where am I? What can I do here? Or why should I do it here rather than somewhere else? If any of those questions or all of them are not being answered properly, then that gives you a little bit more incentive to kind of fine tune the funnel. Maybe the content doesn't match the website expectation. Maybe the website is very confusing because there's so many different buttons and widgets that people can click on. So um, that, that, that would be the starting point. And then definitely uh, myself, in terms of going headfirst into a topic, I Google, right? Uh, that, that was my uh, major tenant back at my last agency where I think on a regular day, I'd get about 30 to 40 questions from my team just on a various number of topics, right? Relating to, to paid media, SEO, and more. And they came up with the, the note was, can you Google it before asking John? And that's how I've learned. Everything I've learned yep. in, this, in this space has been through Googling and from testing and from seeking out the resources uh, on CRO from CXL, which um, amazing resource uh, for anything related to conversion rate optimization. Uh, and then just through trial and practice and speaking to some experts in the industry. You know, I'm very fortunate that right now I work with a very talented team where, um, you know, our SVP GM, Ethan Hayes, he specialists in CRO, um, but also just working with others in the industry, um, you know, on the, in the paid media side, on the SEO side, just, I've been very fortunate, let's just say, that to have quite a few consultants that I've worked with over the years, but a lot of the other resources and a lot of the other findings are just through finding resources on Google. So I'm going to have the most unbelievable pivot here. Since we're talking about learning from the community, where can people find you in the community? That was so good. I'm so bad at pivots usually. That was great though. <laughs> Almost, I, I well, got to ask in my glory first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so interestingly enough, when the pandemic hit, uh, or let's just say prior to the pandemic hitting, um, you know, I primarily use Twitter as a means of, you know, looking for information on hockey and sports, right? Because you play fantasy sports, you seek out, oh, who should I start today? Or uh, why does my fantasy football team suck? And, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, go with the Cowboys, uh, that's why, but whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but then I, I started getting a lot more in-depth with the SEO community once the pandemic hit, right? Because oh, you're stuck at home, uh, you know, there's nothing to do, you can work, right? But, you know, 
you can only work for for so long until you need to kind of disconnect and um ended up you know, speaking to members of the SEO community where I've learned, I've personally learned a ton from so many great people out there like Lily Ray, Aleda, um, you know, we, we, there's an SEO hockey community that I think give a shout out to. Is it really? Um, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. It, 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 yeah. Uh, just, you know, there was someone asking um, if we should create a, if anyone's interested in uh, fantasy hockey in the SEO community. So 10 of us ended up creating a league. So wow. um, yeah, just going to give a nice shout out to those guys, but for the most part can be found on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. Um, my goal heading into 2022 is to give off more of these learnings. Um, cool. You know, this year has been a bit of a learning process for me in that I've done a lot of trainings. Um, you know, I, I, I helped my old agency in terms of just auditing some, some issues for clients in, in my own agency, uh, done a lot of trainings on SEO, conversion rate, paid media that I, I'd like to kind of give off a little bit more of this knowledge. I don't like self-promoting myself, but I'm very active in, in the Twitter community and uh, goal in 2022 is just give off more of these insights and help, you know, whether you're an SEO, a media buyer, or just a digital marketer looking to learn more, I've done it all, uh, you know, in terms of building up agencies and building up different departments. So I'd love to kind of give more of that, that knowledge uh, into the community. That's a great goal. That's a great place to end this. Um, Jonathan, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I'm literally dying here. I'm going to go pass out. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the SEO rant, I'm just going to end this. It comes out weeklies on Thursdays. Where do you find it? The SEO rant.com where you found this podcast this time or just go wherever you find podcasts. And let's just be real here. Uh, thank you to my audience for tolerating my horrible cold. Um, and Jonathan, thank you again for coming on and sharing this. I love this conversation. Yeah, thanks again for having me. All righty. And toodles.